0: No, he didn't want to go to Doncaster, but on days like this you had to take what you were given. Unless you were at the top of the game, that is, front of the pack with plenty in hand, and then you could pick and choose. And the top of the game was where Duncan planned to be. Time was, for a while, when that looked to be exactly where he was heading. He'd been one of the most promising—no, scratch that—the most promising young jockey in the country. He was hacking up everywhere runner-up for the 1978 Conditional Jockey Championship. Though he rode fewer winners, his strike rate was ten percent higher than the champions. Everyone knew damn well he was the better jockey. Then, when he'd moved on to becoming a fully-fledged jockey, he'd found out the hard way that the best jockeys didn't always come by the best rides, and that had cost him dearly. There was just stuff in his way. Connections, for example. Owner loves you. Trainer hates you, or trainer likes you, but owner for some reason won't even let you ride his prize pig. Other things counted, too. Old friendships, former stablemates, debts being paid, secrets protected, jockey club favours. Form. And not the form of horses, either. Then there was the darker stuff. Arrangements, handshakes, bookie specials. Say nothing. The whole lot of it nothing to do with who could gallop down the last straight with their nose in front. It should be so simple. Best jockey gets best horse. But it never was. You got what you were given. And if you had a bit of lip and a bit of spunk about you and spoke out of turn just occasionally, you might find yourself saddling a can of pedigree chum for all the chances you had. But Duncan was one for winning rather than whining, and he knew it would come good in the end. He was just going to have to work through it and prove himself. He had the touch. He could feel a ride quicken under him, and not every jockey knew when to tuck in and wait and when to let the horse open up. Sometimes he could even take a horse on the downgrade and flash past a favourite. He had it. He had what it took, and he knew it. First he had to dig in and ride the gaff tracks, and ten dozen other gaff tracks, and learn to button his lip. His friend Kerry had that lip-sealing thing off much better than he did, knew when to shut up. He and Kerry went way back, had been conditional jockeys together, still a rivalry there, but good mates. They had looked out for each other, and after they had finished their time as conditionals, it had been Kerry who'd warned him he'd be disqualified for excessive use of the lip if he wasn't careful. But so often he just couldn't help himself. His gob always ran away with him, Not exactly a pigeon chaser, is it? he might say to a trainer when given an outsider. Why am I so bloody lucky? Just take the trip, Kerry had told him. Ride what you're given and you'll get your chance one day. But still Duncan would complain and mouth off to the trainer if he was told to do nothing more than get round. And of course Kerry was right. He and Duncan were both twenty-one years old, but still kids as far as the owners and the trainers were concerned. But knowing that you should shut your gob and doing it were two different things. Sometimes it seemed that his mouth worked independently of his brain. It was like there was a little monkey demon that got inside him and said the things he said, half in fun, half in jest, but usually at some cost to himself. Maybe he should just have his jaw wired shut. And maybe he should have his zipper wired shut too. He turned to the girl sleeping beside him. Gently, he tugged the covers from her, revealing her breasts. He leaned over and kissed a pink nipple and she woke up, blinking at him. She smiled happily and sat up, propping herself on one elbow. Duncan, do it again, will you? Listen, Duncan said. Do you have a car? A car? I'm late for a meeting at Doncaster. I was wondering if you could drive me. Drive you? How could I drive you? I don't have a license. What? Duncan's head pounded again. How old are you? Eighteen. In January. Only just the right side of legal, Duncan blinked. At least there wouldn't be a steward's inquiry. You might have told me. The subject never came up. Anyway, you're not so much older. I feel like I'm a hundred this morning, and I've got to get to Doncaster. He swung his legs out of bed and found his way to the toilet. There was a bathroom scales on the floor, and he weighed himself. It was close. He didn't have a